Welcome to the broadcast. Speak my word is about to begin. Your host is Shannon Davis. And we are living in the time of the end. T-minus. Five. Four. Three. Two. One. We have ignition. We will be reading tonight from the King James edition. Jesus told us to preach the gospel, cast out devils and lay hands on the sick. If you are not obeying him, you better act quick. He is coming back and we will all give a report. So obey Jesus so you don't come up short. All right, everybody, welcome aboard to our live broadcast. We have several live shows scheduled for today. We're going to have John Gogan at the top of the hour, Terry Jefferson, Bill Sneblin later on. And if you missed last night's show, uh, we did at 8 p.m. Eastern. We're bringing those back bit by bit. We had a great program with Hank Groover. Now, I have all these shows uploaded. We're on a new platform called Podbean. And then we're on about a dozen other platforms. Check them out. Uh, the fresh links at omegamanradio.com to find these are all free. Well, if our, our guest for this hour um, shows up, we will bring him in. There may have been a uh, miscommunication schedule, so no worries. And if so, we'll get him rescheduled. Eric Cotard. But let's go and pick up where we left off last time over in our Speak My Word broadcast. We're going to be picking up on Exodus 25 today. I'm reading from the King James Bible. And why don't we just open up in prayer. Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for this opportunity. Come together today to speak your word. Bless the word as it goes out. Bless everybody that came in today and the speakers. We cover all of our family in the blood of Jesus Christ. We ask you, Father God, to surround us all with your warrior angels. Put a hedge protection wall fire from Zachariah 2 and 5 around all of us. Guide and direct our steps. In the mighty name of Jesus. We also bind every demonic force that would come against any of us for being here today. We rebuke every demonic spirit and command them to loose and go in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Okay. I've got the Bible pulled up here. And uh, let's fire it up here. Give me just a second. Yep, we're going to pick up with Exodus 25. Also, a reminder, every Friday night we're going to be launching the Demon Hotline. We're going to have Victor Mravlag joining us at 8 o'clock Eastern, bringing the word and then open lines. And if we have more people that will join us to do those shows, we will certainly be doing more programs with open lines as well. We could potentially do it every night if we wanted to. Okay, Exodus 25. And Yahovah spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart. Ye shall take my offering. And this is the offering which ye shall take of them, gold and silver and brass, and blue and purple, and scarlet and fine linen, and goat's hair, and ram skins dyed red. Red is one of my favorite colors, actually. And badger skin, skins, 
and shittim wood. Oil for the light, spices for anointing oil, and for sweet incense, onyx stones, and stones to be set in the ephod, and in the breastplate. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show thee, after the pattern of the tabernacle, and the pattern of all the instruments thereof, even so shall ye make it. And they shall make an ark of shittim wood. Hope I'm pronouncing that right. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof, and a cubit and a half the height thereof. And thou shalt overlay it with pure gold. Within and without shalt thou overlay it, and shall make upon it a crown of gold round about. And thou shalt cast four rings of gold for it, and put them in the four corners thereof. Again, they're building the Ark of the Covenant. Here are the specs that God gave them, the blueprint. And two rings shall be in the one side of it, and two rings in the other side of it. And thou shalt make staves of shittim wood, and overlay them with gold. So these would be like the carrying sticks. And thou shalt put the staves into the rings by the sides of the Ark, that the Ark may be born with them. So it's going to take four guys to carry this thing on their shoulder or in their hand. I don't know how heavy it was, but imagine if it was all gold, just straight pure gold. Probably a lot heavier. And staves shall be in the rings of the ark. They shall not be taken from it. And thou shalt put into the ark the testimony which I shall give thee. And thou shalt make a mercy seat of pure gold. Two cubits and a half shall be the length thereof, and a cubit and a half the breadth thereof. And thou shalt make two cherubims of gold. Of beaten work shalt thou make them in the two ends of the mercy seat. And make one cherub on the one end, and the other cherub on the other end. Even of the mercy seat, shall ye make the cherubims on the two ends thereof. And the cherubims shall stretch forth their wings on high, covering the mercy seat with their wings. And their faces shall look one to another. Toward the mercy seat shall the faces of the cherubims be. And thou shalt put the mercy seat above upon the ark, and in the ark thou shalt put the testimony that I shall give thee. And there I will meet with thee, and I will commune with thee from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubims, which are upon the ark of the testimony, of all things which I will give thee in commandment unto the children of Israel. Thou shalt also make a table of shittim wood. Two cubits shall be the length thereof, and a cubit the breadth thereof, and a cubit and a half the height thereof. Thou shalt overlay it with pure gold, and make thereto a crown of gold round about. And thou shalt make unto it a border of a hand breadth round about. Thou shalt make a a golden crown to the border thereof round about. 
And thou shalt make for it four rings of gold, and put the rings in the four corners that are on the four feet thereof. Over against the border shall the rings be for places of the staves to bear the table. And thou shalt make the staves of shittim wood, and overlay them with gold, that the table may be borne with them. And thou shalt make the dishes thereof, and spoons thereof, and covers thereof, and bowls thereof. To cover with all of pure gold shalt thou make them. And thou shalt set upon the table showbread before me always. And thou shalt make a candle of pure gold. Of beaten work shall the candlestick be made. His shaft and his branches and his bowls, his knops and his flowers shall be of the same. And six branches shall come out of the sides of it, three branches of the candlestick out of the one side, three branches of the candlestick out of the other side, three bowls made like unto almonds, with a knop and a flower in one branch, and three bowls made like almonds in the other branch, with a knop and a flower. So in the six branches that come out of the candlestick. We're almost done here. And in the candlestick shall be four bowls made like unto almonds, with their knops and their flowers. And there shall be a knop under two branches of the same, and a knop under the two branches of the same, and a knop under the two branches of the same, according to the six branches that proceed out of the candlestick. Their knops and their branches shall be of the same. All it shall be one beaten work of pure gold. Thou shalt make the seven lamps thereof, and they shall light the lamps thereof, that they may give light over against it, and the tongs thereof, and the snuff dishes, shall be of pure gold. Of a talent of pure gold shall he make it, with all these vessels. And look thou, that thou make them after their pattern, which was showed thee in the mount. You know, it's interesting. Satan is a counterfeiter. And here we're reading about the uh, design of the uh, Ark of the Covenant and other implements and there's a showbread table and there are the candlesticks six branches the bowls, the spoons, etc. that God is stipulating here for his worship and uh, Satan, as I mentioned, is a counterfeiter, and I can tell you as far as living here in the nation of Indonesia on the island of Bali, which is primarily Hindu, then Muslim would come second, then there's uh, there are Christians here, there's Catholics, Buddhists, animists, they worship trees, nature. I think there's even some Seventh-day Adventists here. I think I have a neighbor down the street. It's the oddest thing. I've never lived in such a concentration of different religions. But with the Hindu religion, uh, they're all about worshiping at the altars. And it's interesting how Satan has specified that he be worshipped. And he has his throne. He demands daily incense sacrifices here in Bali. Now, this is like a little India, if you will. Never been to the nation of India, but I know people who have, and 
you get out to the back country out of there, out of the main cities, where they have people worshiping like Kali and uh, some of these Hindu gods, they actually sacrifice humans. I think it was Todd Bentz uh, who was on the program who told me he was out uh, in the outback there, if you will, of India and he heard the screams of ladies being sacrificed. Blood being offered up. You don't have to go to India to find that. They're doing it in America, Mexico, around the world. But Satan demands sacrifice too. And it's interesting how he mimics uh, what God has laid out here. Again, in the house that we're renting, we've been here seven years now. Rent we were rent. We, excuse me. We rented from a Balinese Hindu lady. And when we moved here, um, I thought, man, what a shame. I like this house. We'd looked at several. But they've got two blasted altars in the front yard. little small yard. Um, and right there in this yard, two large six-foot-tall thrones. There's a stone chair where the demon sits. They call him a god, little g. Umbrella to protect it from the sunlight. And uh, it has like steps that go up to the throne. And if you're Hindu, you'll typically have two of these in your, your yard. And I've shared the story many times before, but thankfully we were able to get those altars torn down and then we moved in. You see... They'll tear down their own altars. Well, the way it works is, in this particular case, our landlord had bought the house that we're in as a uh, investment, with the intent of renting it out for income. And the previous owner, when they left, had probably built the house, built the two altars, and when they left, they did not relocate their altars. Because you see, when you build an altar, a demon comes and inhabits it. It stays with that altar. And every year, no joke, they'll have birthday parties for the demon. Now, they call him the god. They worship many gods. And have a birthday party for it. So if you built this throne for the demons, five years later, demon's five years old. And uh, if you move, you're supposed to relocate your altars. But some people are financially distressed and the previous owner had to sell and couldn't relocate the altar. So somebody new can come in, actually, and take it over, rededicate it, continue the worship, or not. And our particular landlord said, look, after we said, you know, we'd love to be there, but would you take the altars down? And that was probably an odd request for him. But I said, you know, to my wife, Narita, they'll, they'll never go for it. But, hey, who knows? Let's try We'll pray. If not, we've got to keep looking. 